Financial Grown-Up Guide, Actionable Investing Tips with Broke Millennial Takes on Investing author, Aaron Lowry. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-up friends. Welcome to a special financial grown-up guide. We are talking actionable investing with Erin Lowry. Her new book is Broke Millennial Takes on Investing. Hey, Erin. Hey. Thank you for co-hosting this episode with me. Before we get to the incredible tips that you brought along, I just want to remind all of our listeners that if you guys are looking for classic episodes where we talk to high achievers like Aaron about their money stories that made an impact on their lives, the lessons, their everyday money tips, those drop on Mondays and Thursdays. If you want suggestions of specific topics, go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast and just search for the topic. You can also be in touch on the socials. I'm happy to guide you guys on Instagram. I am at BobbyRebel1 on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And you can also just email us at hello at financialgrownup.com. And we'll give you ideas if you're interested in authors, if you're interested in millennial superstars like Aaron, if you're interested in entrepreneurs, and so on. But let's get to Ms. Lowry. First of all, by the way, again, congratulations on the book. It's getting incredible buzz. It is the second in a series of three. Are you loving it? Is it better the second time now promoting a book? I don't know, because you know what's happening the second time around. So you know how exhausted you're going to be going into it. So it's an interesting mixed bag of whether or not it's better. But I really felt much more prepared. And getting to go on a book tour this time around was really fun. Yeah, because you already have a built-in base of people that know you, that know the Broke Millennial brand, and are excited for the second one. Okay, you did bring with you three actionable financial investing tips. Let's go to them. Number one, it has to do with maybe a little bit of patience and maybe a little bit of forgiveness if you can't quite reach these milestones that people are telling you you have to reach right away. Maybe that 4% contribution isn't enough. So tip number one, Ms. Lowry. Tip number one is to increase your contributions in small increments until you get to your goal. And the reason I always like to talk about this is because it can feel really overwhelming to get told something like, hey, you need to be putting 10 or 20% of your paycheck away for retirement or for other investing goals. And honestly, that's super overwhelming. So I want you to start with just 1% half a percent, if that's all you can handle, if that's all your budget can do. And then every three to six months, push it up by a percent. And the reason I like to recommend this is because those very small increments very rarely feel any sort of pinch in your paycheck, which does help push you towards your goal without you having to have this overwhelming lifestyle adjustment at the same time. All right. Number two has to do with expenses. You have to pay fees in order to be investing. It is part of the process. And expense ratios tend to be what the fees are that you're paying on mutual funds, index funds, ETFs. But they matter so, so much because a dollar that you're spending in fees is a dollar less that's compounding for you and your future goals. So I want you to always make sure that you pay attention to your expense ratios before you place an an order on an investment or even go back and check the investments that you currently have. Now, a good rule of thumb that I was told when I was doing a bunch of interviews for my book was half a percent. So 0.50 
is really the highest end of what you want to be paying on an expense ratio. You can get much, much lower than that. Now, of course, if you are spending more than that, maybe there is good reason. You just want to make sure that you're truly getting value for the amount that you're paying for any sort of fee on an investment. What would be a reason that it would be higher, that would be worth it in your opinion? So a reason would be if it's actively managed. So these fees are really more for passively managed things like an index fund. But if it's actively managed or if you have some sort of financial advisor working with you, maybe you're paying for assets under management as well. If they really are bringing you some sort of benefit, for example, the online financial advisors, robo-advisors, if they're rebalancing and doing tax loss harvesting and things you know you wouldn't be doing by yourself, well, maybe it does make sense to be paying that fee. But just know, whatever you're paying, you're losing a little bit of money that's compounding for you in your future. Very important. And important, I love the point that you make, that you should not only look at this when you're getting into an investment, but look at the investments that you currently have and know what's actually in your account. Because a lot of us forget that. We make a decision maybe five, 10 years ago, if we're a little bit farther along the investing road, and then we forget about it. And it's important to kind of do an audit on yourself and your own investing. And another reason it's so important to do that audit is things might have very much changed in the sense of you might have started in one, I'm just going to use an index fund as an example, let's say S&P 500 index fund. Maybe when you started, you were in a fund that had an expense ratio of 0.3%. But now you've put so much money into that, you qualify for a different fund that has a lower expense ratio. So you want to make sure that you pay attention to those things because as you grow as an investor, you usually can unlock access to better products. That's an excellent point. All right, number three, actionable investing tip. Number three is really simple. Write down your goals and check in on them at least once a year. And the reason I say this is one, we grow and change. Milestones happen. Things in our lives are going to change, so our goals are going to have to change. But another reason is your goals are the reason that you are investing in the first place. And also, you want to make sure that your investments and how you're choosing them and your overall portfolio still aligns with your goals and your time horizon, which is that fancy term for when you want to get access to the money that you're investing. And by the way, I love you that you mentioned fancy terms because one of my favorite things about your book is that you define those fancy terms. So if people are intimidated by terms like tax loss harvesting that we were just talking about and so on, your book is a great resource to better understand the terms, especially if you kind of feel like you should know them and you don't want to ask people, you can usually just look that up and it's a great resource. So that's something I just want to point out to our listeners Let's just talk quickly more about your book because it is, as I mentioned, the second in a series that will be three. So as soon as you're done promoting this book, you're going to be back at work writing the next one. But what what's special about this book to you, this sort of middle chapter of the trilogy? The thing I really love about this one is it's helping people to get over that fear of investing because in my opinion... Investing is really one of the great wealth equalizers. A lot of us can get access to the markets in a pretty easy way. You don't have to have a ton of money to get started, and you can have it growing and compounding and working for you. You know, one of my favorite quotes in the book actually comes from one of your former financial grown up podcast guests, Miss Jill Schlesinger. And she talks about how if you are not wanting to invest, if, and I'm paraphrasing her, but basically she says something along the lines of if investing makes you queasy, you keeps you up at night, you don't want to do it. You know what? That's okay. But keep in mind that when you invest, your money is doing some of the heavy lifting for you. And if you don't, you have to save a whole heck of a lot more to reach your financial goals. And I thought that was just such a good way of putting it. And I really love that point. 
I think that is a great point. And I think also the points that you make here are ways to better leverage the investing that you do do and to take some of the fear out is that even if your returns aren't as high one year as you think they are, you can do things like control how much you're spending on those investments. You talk about the the uh, expense ratio. Those are things that you can 100% control and make sure that you're getting more money working for you when you're investing. So Thank you so much. Tell us where people can find out more about you, your book tour that you're going on now with book number two, and all of your socials, how we can learn more about you. So socials are Instagram. I am Broke Millennial Blog. On Twitter, I'm at Broke Millennial. Same on Facebook. BrokeMillennial.com is my website where you can also find out all the information about the tour. That's BrokeMillennial.com slash tour. And you can find the book wherever books are sold, which Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, Indie Books, whatever you're looking for. And also, please be sure to check out your local library. And if it's not there, I do ask that you request it and try to get it on the shelf there. That's actually an excellent point because while of course as authors, it's ideal that everyone would actually purchase the book themselves. The truth is if you are a library person, that's great too. And you can encourage your library to buy it, to buy many copies, hopefully, and access the book that way. So thank you for reminding us of that, Erin. Absolutely. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.